What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and intern J-Rob here, and hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Um, the games on Thanksgiving, not so great, although I don't think we were necessarily expecting them to be. Um, we'll maybe catch up on the first two at some point, but uh, we will start off with our recap of the primetime parlay picks, which included the final game on Thanksgiving Day, which was Bills at Saints. Bills were five and a half point favorites. Toaster and I were both on the Bills in this one. So, uh, hey, primetime parlay survived Thursday, which was fun. Um, Josh Allen got back on track a little bit with this one. 260 yards on 9.3 yards per attempt, four touchdowns. He still threw two picks and had an additional turnover-worthy play. So a lot of that up-and-down play that we've seen from Josh Allen all year. But the Saints are a disaster. Now looking to go back to Taysom Hill, it sounds like, um, as this week moves forward here. And the Bills, you know, get back on track with a big win. It's like what they've been doing all year. They lose, they blow out their opponent the next week, have a couple good weeks, and then they drop a stinker again. So how are you feeling about the Bills right now as they sit in this AFC playoff picture, which finds them in the sixth spot, actually? Feeling great for the Patriots. Um, they, <laughs> the Buffalo has absolutely no pass or no rushing game to speak of. Josh Allen, you, you can say that, you know, this was a more effective game for for them. But I mean, they were they were only up to nothing at half. And that was with two early interceptions it wasn't until the uh, second half that he popped off for another three tds new orleans defense did everything that they could you just can't hang with absolutely nothing on the offensive side of the ball with alvin Kamara yeah. out as well as mark ingram um even Taysom hill was technically active but was never an option to play quarterback the, the, the simian <laughs> resurrection that happened against the bucks i have no idea what that quite <laughs> frankly was because now yeah. what they've lost four games in a row with him yeah they caught lightning in a bottle there i think it was you yeah. saw up his juice so yeah not hasn't been good since so yeah the bills um destroy the saints like i mentioned the saints are now going back to Taysom hill i I do feel pretty good. Like you said, <laughs> you feel great for the Patriots. I feel pretty good right now about my uh, Patriots winning the AFC East prediction before the year. Um, the Josh Allen regression has been interesting to watch because he's obviously played at a high level at times throughout this year, but the the lows are just I was gonna say, those, so low. Those interceptions him. were terrible, and both of yeah. them were taking points off the board, and you can't do that against good teams. And I'm not calling mm -hmm. the Saints not a good team because they are on one side of the ball, but without anything to speak of as a passing threat and without, I mean, they're down Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. There's nothing left in that remnant of an offense. Um, yeah. You can call Sean Payton, you know, whatever you want as far as, you know, an offensive playmaker or schemer, but he can't do anything with little Humphrey Jordan, like as his number one wide receiver. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's and the Saints, I think when um, when when was this when they started their slide? I want to say it was four or five weeks ago, um, but I mean, they were in that fifth spot, I believe, fifth or sixth spot in the NFC playoff picture. And they've slid all the way down to ninth now. They look 
dead. I mean, they're amongst a lot of other bad teams and a lot of teams that are still quote unquote in the hunt based on their records. But unless Taysom Hill gives them some crazy offensive spark, uh, they, they do look like they're getting Kamara and Ingram back soon. So that will help. But I, I mean, yeah, they're they, as dead. They beat, as, the, they beat the bucks with the whole month of November. Yeah. And then yeah. also the Falcons, Titans, Eagles, and Bills, and that was a shorthanded Titans team and a, a Bills team just last week that probably was not as effective as the score showed. So yeah. it's not looking great for them, but this is the NFC right now. Basically, mm-hmm. everybody's still in it. Uh, the Seahawks are playing night and can be right back in playoff contention somehow, some way, currently <laughs> sitting at three and seven. Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, last point on this one, I, I did see today that um, Jameis Winston is now first among all quarterbacks this season in EPA per play, just based on not playing and how shitty every other quarterback has been uh, in his absence. So quarterback play has not been great overall around the league as of late. But um, Bills, good win for them. Back on track. We'll see if they can keep it going. Um, you know, we both cover, so that was positive there. Uh, the bills, the bills head to Foxborough, so I'm I'm not sure that they're going to be able to keep covering, but the saints do head to the Cowboys Thursday night. Stick, stay tuned for, uh, that parlay pick, uh, in the middle of this week. And that's without Mike McCarthy. So, um, out with COVID probably plus two to uh, the Cowboys on that spread. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, moving on to the Sunday night game, the Browns at the Ravens. Um, the Ravens end up winning this one and covering 16 to 10. This was an ugly game. We were both on the, the Ravens. This was a high school game is what it looked like to me. Yeah, seriously. Um, we were both on the Ravens in this one. So we went, you know, two and zero on those anyway. But uh, yeah, not a good game. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions, had three more turnover worthy plays in this one. And uh, Baker Mayfield, though, was not impressive. Once again, he went uh, for 247, one touchdown, no interceptions. He had two additional turnover-worthy plays there. But uh, I saw a fun graphic, got to love Twitter, um, showed the Baker Mayfield cycle. And we are currently at the play like shit part of the cycle. And then it goes criticized by media underdog mentality beat inferior opponent call out doubters and then play like shit once again so uh that seems to be a recurring theme for him within his career and uh the browns are struggling right now the browns look like what i expected the browns to do um the most shocking part to me is that i think kyler murray jumps to the front of the mvp race having not played for a month because he just let everything else play out because that performance by Lamar Jackson, again, we talk about uh, prime times probably skewed as far as um, the impressions and the voters. And yeah. uh, I mean, this was the first time somebody with four interceptions has won a game since I think it was 2013, 2008. It's <laughs> been quite some time. And they, they had no business winning this game, quite frankly. No. If there was any sort of semblance of a offense for Cleveland, um, really just quarterback play competent quarterback play then the browns should have had this game in the bag 
Yeah. So the Browns fall to six and six now. Um, they are currently 12th in the AFC playoff picture. The Ravens, though, uh, as nasty as this win was, find themselves in the top spot in the AFC, a half game ahead of New England based on playing one fewer games, having one fewer loss. But um, I don't think the Browns inspired a lot of confidence here. Uh, or sorry, the Ravens inspired a lot of confidence here. Uh, you know, it's nice to be number one. I don't plan on them maintaining that spot as we move forward. I mean, that's with three overtime victories, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's only two, but a last second field goal against the Lions for a, yeah. you know a record setting last second field goal. Um, Clyde yeah. Edwards Hilaire fumble for the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. uh, they just don't have enough on offense with the with their backfield being decimated by injury all four interceptions were targeting mark andrews that's their game i'm gonna throw to mark andrews i'm gonna hope that hollywood brown gets open downfield other than that i mean even their rushing game they they had 80 yards rushing from anybody not named lamar jackson he had he had 68 yards he he is their offense but i don't think that that's um necessarily setting him up to be the most valuable player for the Ravens. I think it's just a really crappy offense that he's been able to just, just barely keep afloat. I mean, a six point victory against the Browns. Um, obviously he didn't play for the bears, but that was only a three point victory, three point victory against the Vikings Colts one by six lions by two chiefs by one. Like they're not, this is not an offensive powerhouse like you were expecting it to be. Yeah, I mean, the injuries, I think, have played a huge role in where they're at right now um, as far as how they look and the games they've had to eke out. But, um, yeah, you don't necessarily feel great about that offense. And I think we've seen the blueprint a couple weeks now for um, how you can really slow that. They've figured them out? (laughs) I wouldn't say they've quite figured them out. A lot of it is just poor play. But um, they have there has been a bit of a blueprint as to how you can slow him down. And uh, I just think if you find them in a matchup against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, uh, I'm hammering whatever the Patriots line is in that game because Belichick is going to completely shut that down. So um, we'll see how it plays out for the Ravens. Currently, the AFC's number one seed. I don't expect that to continue, though. Yeah, I know you want to transition to your game first, but I think there's a more natural transition in that somehow Cam Newton throwing two interceptions with a 23% completion percentage was not the worst graded passer this week. It was Lamar Jackson per PFF with a 35.3 passing grade. Somehow, yeah. some way, Cam Newton superhero did over Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Cam Newton uh, threw for 92 yards. He was 5 of 21, uh, two interceptions, two turnover-worthy plays, 4.4 yards per attempt. Any way you look at it, it was like, oof, it was rough. Um, and that includes a a big shot to DJ Moore. You know, you, you take that big play out of it and, you know, the numbers are abysmal. He gets benched for PJ Walker, though it sounds like Cam will continue to be the starter moving forward uh if i'm i mean they paid him basically a 20 million dollar year contract right 10 million for half a year right um and this game i mean maybe we can get to the Dolphins side here in a sec with tua and what the dolphins have been able to do as of late but 
the Panthers, I don't know if there is a team that has fucked up their QB situation worse than they have in the last year. Um, I, I mean, imagine them sitting right now with, with Justin Fields or Max Jones and how much different you would feel about this team moving forward. Instead, they're paying Sam Darnold for next year. Um, they've got this the camp. They got rid of. Yeah, basically, right? They they're paying Teddy for the two sure. replacements for Cam Newton and Cam Newton again. Yeah, and now Christian McCaffrey is done for the year. Um, and, going and on my IR. preseason pick is done for the year. I mean, I I picked this game. Um, I try to give you guys entertaining games. This one was one where I've talked heavily about both sides of the ball here. But without Christian McCaffrey, who went down early in the second quarter, that there's nothing left on this offense. And I don't, what does that say for Matt Rule? Like, is he not the wonderkin that people thought he was going to be? Matt Rule or Joe Brady? Because I mean, really, Brady's cool. the one that I think looks worse in this. Fair enough. I mean, trying to teach Cam to throw again. The weirdest part about Cam to me is that he still has that deep ball. It's anything that he has to think about. It's once he when he's natural, when he just knows he has to unload, he can he can still chuck the ball. It's when he has to think about aiming his passes. He just can't do it. And then any semblance of pressure, he he just collapses in the pocket now. I mean, he's a he's a big, strong dude, but he he can't get past that okay there's pressure in my face and i mean four batted passes for somebody as big as cam newton is like that's yeah. that's somebody zach wilson size russ wilson size like can't get it over the line this is just right. Cam not being confident and being able to have have a confident release yeah it, it's tough for the panthers now so they're five and seven um even though they're technically in the hunt here with all these other teams i can't imagine unless something dramatic changes with Cam Newton's play the rest of the way that uh, they will find themselves in the playoffs right now. And they, they needed to be a positive record at this point because they still have two games against the Bucs. They played the Saints. Yeah. Like they, they don't have a easy schedule to close it out. So I'm putting the nail in the coffin. And then hope um, all you viewers that are not Carolina fans, um, you're, you're welcome. You don't have to hear about them anymore because if, <laughs> but them putting Christian McCaffrey on IR was, like I said, they didn't have to do that. But by putting them on, they can't bring them back. That yeah. says they're they're giving up on this season, right? They're saying totally, you know, whether or not you're ready in five weeks, we don't expect to make the playoffs. So bye bye, Cam. Bye bye, Carolina. Well, and unfortunately, um, you know, you look at <laughs> looking at Christian McCaffrey and how much money he's making, right? And then, you know, we, we talk about he is different, but he ultimately is still running back. We talk about how you don't want to pay these guys. All of the top running backs in cap hit this year, Christian McCaffrey, IR, Alvin Kamara has missed three games. Zeke Elliott has been banged up, missed some time. Dalvin Cook is now done for the year with a shoulder injury. Derrick Henry done for the year. I mean, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has missed time now too. It's Joe Mixon's really the only one, and even he's missed a little bit of time, that it's like you just should not be paying these guys. And it sucks for them, They, but that's just the nature of the game now. Yeah, yeah I mean, they just take so much abuse. I think Zimmer's come out and claim that, uh, that Cook's day-to-day -day at this point. I don't know that I believe that. 
but um, he's already missed, I think, two games this year. So your your point's still valid, regardless of whether or not he's able to make it back. That they just they just take too much damage, and this is why investing in a quarterback that runs, I'm still very concerned with. But um, that's beside the point. Let's get to Tua Tagovailoa, um, highest completion <laughs> percentage this week. Um, second to, I believe Jared Goff. So obviously completion percentage is the stat that we want to go by <laughs> as far as effectiveness. Right. Um, average depth of target 3.8 fucking yards. I mean, I yep. just, the, the worst thing that franchise could have done was draft Jalen Waddle because that's going to keep them in this Tua just limbo for mm-hmm. way too long. I, I saw, there was nothing I saw from Tua this week that made me think that okay he's he's the dude but Jalen right. can keep him keep him alive i mean uh, i think they had four punts in their first six drives two of those drives were one was a defensive touchdown one was a 9 yard touchdown because um cam is a freaking idiot um there there's just he didn't do anything special he did he made plays that you would expect quite frankly Trevor Simeon to be able to make and yeah. Jalen Waddle is explosive, gets open, yards of separation. These aren't hard throws that he's making. And quite like I said at the beginning, this was a great week for the Patriots because if they're going to hang on to Tua because mm-hmm. he's able to do this, um, and the Bills don't look as strong as they do, and Zach Wilson's hitting people in the numbers, but the numbers are on their backs instead of their fucking fronts. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Patriots have quickly asserted their dominance once again. Uh, yeah, it's there's unfortunately a few QB decisions around the league where I think teams are going to back themselves into a hole and stick with a worse starter. But the 201 looks as bad as any of them. But, uh, you know, you called up the, the thing that's jarring to me is 3.8 average depth target, like you mentioned. He had he also threw two had two turnover worthy plays. Like if you're not throwing the ball deep at all, there's no way it should be getting into harm's way. And here we are with Tua. So uh, a good convincing win for the Dolphins from you know an overall uh, point yeah, the differential de- standpoint. And that here, defense but... looked fantastic, quite frankly. But mm-hmm. I I think that you. Um... Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, the fact that Bill Belichick was able to get seven wins out of that Cam Newton team last year, yeah. like it just again, just even more for his legacy. If you're mm-hmm. you're backing it out that they somehow made him viable after watching that last performance. I mean, totally. he's he's zero two as a starter this year for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I think we can uh, move on to my pick here. Keep this moving. Uh, the Rams at the Packers and I took the Rams plus one Packers went 36 to 28. Um, my biggest takeaway here, the Rams are soft and, and like their quarterback, they're talented enough to beat up on bad teams, but can't win in the big moments. Every time they've been given an opportunity to really stake their claim as the top team or one of the top teams in the NFC this year, they've shit the bed. Yep. And I, that's just such a classic Matthew Stafford thing. He's now thrown a pick six in three straight games. And I know they have Aaron Donald. I know they have Jalen Ramsey, 
They have Von Miller. But I, I think I tweeted during the game that these LA boys were cold. They didn't feel like tackling AJ Dillon. Not that I blame them, but <laughs> imagine if they have to go into Lambeau in fucking January, they're fucked. Right. There's Even no better. way. Yeah. They're winning that game. And, you know, Rogers, you know, he did what he needed to do. He uh, was, you know, pretty quintessential Rogers uh, game for the most part. And I just think like the Rams are clearly a notch below um, the Cardinals, the Packers and the Bucks in the NFC. And, you know, the Cowboys have some questions as well, but it's, it's not looking good for the Rams right now. It's like that dude that walks away from the fantasy draft with all the all-stars from five years ago, thinking that he's got <laughs> this locked up. Right. And right. That's, that's what the Rams seem to be doing right now. They're on a three game skid. Um, you mentioned three straight pick sixes for Stafford being behind this, being behind the game script. They're just not tough enough to overcome what they're doing in the game management. I, I have to start questioning for Con- Sean McVay. I mean, how they handled that last minute, they ran, mm-hmm. they ran the ball on third oh, that and was one awful. with 56 seconds left. And regardless of whether or not they had gotten the first down, they took 30 seconds off the clock, kicked a field goal. I understand yeah. that, you know, you've still got to get an onside kick either way, but you're just setting your team up for, for failure at that point. If you're taking 30 seconds, you're taking half the time left you have on the clock, right? The, yep. I just, there's so many small things that they aren't doing properly that I, I can't throw them into the upper echelon. I want to believe that they have enough talent to make a run. Um, and sure. I, I don't think that that's false, that, you know, and they're going to be in the playoffs. I think the top six seed, seeds in the NFC are all but decided at this point, but they they need to clean up their game and they need to be able to handle some defenses punching them in the mouth because right now they are not effective. And uh, the most impressive part to me is that <laughs> Packers are still doing this without Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander when they get mm-hmm. them back at the end of the year. How how are they not the favorite in the NFC right now? Yeah, yeah they definitely they look like it. I, I know we haven't seen the Cardinals at full strength in the few in a few weeks, but um, damn man, the Packers look strong in this one. Um, and if they can get the number one seed, and you have to go through Lambo. Yeah, yeah like it's one thing to go that. through Arizona. I'm not going to call it a neutral site, but not exactly the best fan base, and uh, you know the the stadium allows for basically a neutral playing field at that right right? away fans always show up there yeah 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 uh the rams are honestly though they're in danger of maybe falling behind the 49ers with how well they're playing right now but um, how the hell is that possible the the 49ers (laughs) are what the sixth seed right now the 49ers are Uh, the sixth seed we'll segue into that one but i want to give you guys a crazy stat uh, Matt Stafford is eight and sixty-seven against teams that finish the season with a winning record. Eight wow. and sixty-seven. Um, and if you extrapolate out, being like obviously played for the Lions, like they're on some bad teams, but like they made the playoffs twice with them. So like he won some games. And then if you extrapolate out this year, like it statistically is like pretty much accurate. Like they beat the Colts, who are probably going to finish five hundred. They mm-hmm. beat Tampa, who are going to finish five hundred. So there's their two wins. Lost to Arizona. Lost to Tennessee, lost to San Francisco, lost to Green Bay. And those are like all yeah. teams that are probably going to finish above 500 and then beat Seattle, beat New York, beat Detroit, beat Houston, and beat Chicago. Yeah. All really bad teams. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, they've, they feasted on the bottom of the NFC for sure. Um, we'll see. Like, I mean, I, I agree with you toaster. I think they've got a lot of talent and they'll be dangerous, but, um, they, they just, I go back to my first point. They look soft and that's not going to win it in the playoffs in January for sure. So, all right. Um, where do you want to go next year? You want to 49ers, right? They're six in the yeah. playoffs right now. Somehow. Yeah. Some way. Let's, let's do it. So uh, the Vikings uh, went to Santa Clara and lost to the 49ers 34 to 26. Kirk Cousins gave us an all time Kirk moment in this one, uh, lining up behind the guard, the right guard late in the game, having to take a timeout. <laughs> Share the love, man. You know, you don't want the center getting getting all the ball sack taps. <laughs> it was it was too good. Um I mean I, thought, the Vikings... I honestly thought that I honestly thought when I saw that that it was a designed snap to Madison. And yeah. he was trying to just confuse the defense. And then Madison runs up and say, Hey dude, let's he go like, under no, the guy with no, the ball. No. Like let's go with the one with three balls instead of two. <laughs> yes um so the vikings kind of are who we thought they were uh once again they are still the only team in the league to be leading every single game by seven plus points at any point which is insane yeah. that they find themselves under 500 given that stat but um the 49ers are just kind of on a roll right now um Kyle Shanahan's found some magic with Debo Samuel in that backfield. They've set um, a new season high in rushing three consecutive consecutive weeks, including going over 200 yards in this game. Um, they're getting just enough from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, to the point that like, every 49ers fan that I see on Twitter is like trying to call out all the Jimmy haters. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> like he's here for 230 yards, like one touchdown, one interception. Let's just like pump the brakes a little bit. He handed the ball off really well. I'll give him that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that Kyle Shanahan has sort of picked up some steam again. Uh, like you said, the Niners are sixth now in the NFC playoff pitcher. And I don't see any reason that they couldn't catch the Rams and even the Cowboys potentially. So um, really, really interesting turn for the 49ers. Uh, do you think that they have it in them to make a run though? So Debo Samuel is most likely out for one to two weeks with a groin injury. I think that's a, that's a big one, but looking at their schedule, they've got Seahawks, Falcons, Texans still on their schedule um, and maybe still a beat up Titans team it's possible that they end up with a just favorable enough record to squeeze in, in this NFC conference. Like that. it's crazy how many teams are still in it in the NFC. Like there's just everybody, everybody's one or two games out sans the freaking Detroit lions, right? The people that just don't want to be there. I mean, damn, the Falcons were in the playoffs two weeks ago. So yes, anybody's still possible viable, if they can find a way to get past the Seahawks next week without Debo, then I I think they've got a chance. And the craziest part to me is that you think about somebody investing as much money or as much draft capital as they did into a top three pick, and they're doing all of this without that top three 
pick, right? Like yeah. you look at the you look at the Patriots and they're at the top of their division right now, but that was with the 15th overall pick. This is a top three pick that you gave up two first round draft picks for, and you're not even using them. So if they hit on that, holy hell, watch out. But I think that we're all a little concerned that they didn't hit on that pick. Yeah, but as far as this year is concerned, um, they, they're they getting back into form, doing the things that has been successful for them in the past, running the ball and uh, playing better defense. Now, you know, the, the Vikings are a surprisingly good offense, despite... Um, you know, how much we like to make fun of Kirk Cousins. And, um, you know, they... Oh, my God, Jamal Adams just got an interception. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you got to... Sure when you, you see, a rare, when you see Bigfoot, but... you got to fucking let people know. <laughs> that's two those Is that a second? Shooter. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah, is two And, dude, far. he almost messed this up. It, like, went 30 yards in the air, and he almost... He, like, thought it was a punt for a second and almost messed this up. Right place, right time. So Ooh. just to clarify, he doesn't make a play on the ball. Someone else makes a play on the ball and he just fell under the tip, which are they reviewing it? Because he it almost does dropped like, that. Yeah, he, he almost that, did. Oh my god! It didn't dude. touch, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as clean as it could have been. Dude, yeah. He needs to get some of that stuff from the little giants. The guy no hands hanging gets. And just like, yeah, he needs some of that. Clip, call up Clifford Franklin. Clifford Franklin. But anyways, um, the Vikings are just as much in this as the the 49ers, quite frankly. The, I mean, the Vikings, yeah, they're even with the loss, they're still the 7th seed. Um they're the last seed in the NFC playoff picture uh owning the tiebreaker over um Atlanta right now and I don't think anybody's claiming that the Falcons are a better team than the Vikings. So, um yeah, man, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh but again, they're like, they're just good enough to be mediocre. And what does that get you? Like, I, I, I don't know. They've had one game that wasn't decided by one possession. And that was a win versus the Seahawks. Like they're, this is the Vikings. This is, this is Vegas's yep. team. Quite frankly, this is the, we're going to throw a, a four-ish number out there and who fuck Yeah. Me. Yeah, seriously. Like, cross your fingers and just pray. Yeah. Is is Kurt Cousins just the Jeff Fisher of quarterbacks? Because they're now one game under five hundred, and they play Detroit next week, and you know Kurt just lives to be 500. They went 0-2. He, he really see. does, doesn't he? They went 3-3. Three and three, They went 3-4, and 3-5, and 4-5, and 5-5, five, 5-6. Five and five, five and so like, they keep getting back to 500, and now they're back under. Yeah, I don't know. He might just be the it's the five hundred kick in the yeah the kick in the pants that he needed. Yeah, um, we might have to look into his historic record when he falls a game under five hundred and see if uh, what that looks like. But uh, no, that's that's a good call out. So hammer the Vikings next week to uh, to win at least I mean, the money line. The Lions. So well, yeah, there you go. So hammer the spread, whatever. Um, all right, cool. Uh, moving on, I think the last I, thing you have to throw in right there is the Cook shoulder injury. I mean, that's huge for that team. Oh yeah, it it is. Madison's been, you know, productive when he's had to play, but Dalvin Cook's a completely different animal. 
And especially when you get into the playoffs and let's say they were somewhere cold on the road because they do have a dome stadium. Um, running backs like him, you don't want to tackle them. Um, right. And yeah, that's that's going to be a blow if he does, in fact, miss the rest of his time. Uh, my understanding is he, what was the injury? It's a torn labrum. Well, Zimmer came out and said it wasn't torn and he's day to day. But I mean, that's all that's all coaches speak. Coach speak. Yeah. Unless he's on IR, then he's eligible for any of the next three games. Right. Right. For sure. So just keep the Just keep that uh that parlay line open. It's what they're trying <laughs> to do to us. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I want to move on to the Titans at Patriots. How do you feel about that? I mean, I love what happened. Sure. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Patriots continue their dominance. They blow out the Titans 36 to 13. Um, that offense in Tennessee without Derrick Henry just continues to look terrible. Ryan Tannehill looks awful. Oh, having Ryan Tannehill be a quarterback. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Almost like yeah. he's back in Miami. Yeah, exactly. He's looking like it. Um, but the, the stat from this one, so I don't, I don't have a crazy Brady stat for you this week, but I think they're tied enough that I can give you a crazy Belichick stat, insane Belichick stat. These are the seasons under which Bill Belichick under and the Patriots have had at least a six game winning streak. Okay. Get ready to push the fast forward. Josh This is going to take a while. Yeah. 01, 03, 04, 07, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? Since 2010, if you just want to go back that far, they've had one season, which was last year. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And 2013, in which they didn't have a six game win streak. What the actual fuck, dude? Like how the hell anybody was declaring them dead after last year is just so stupid. And Mac Jones continues to be like good, but uninspiring, really. I mean, this is one of his most graded games and the first time he threw for over 300 yards. That, That pass on that cover zero blitz was apps like you rookies don't do that. That was no. him understanding that I've got to get this ball out and I can throw it up to the corner because there's no chance for that defensive back to turn around. So, yep. it, it, you know, you would, you could say that was a bad throw because it wasn't, you know, out in front or anything, but he knew that the defensive back was never going to have time to turn around. It was in his hands, yep. out of his hands. And the only person that had a chance to make that play was Kendrick Bourne, who looks like, one of the better offseason acquisitions, quite frankly. I, I never was mad with the Bourne contract. The Aguilar contract, very not for, but Bourne, yeah. Bourne looks good. He does look very good. I would love to see them find a way to get a legitimate number one guy to like add OBJ. to that offense. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe an Allen Robinson. I don't know. But um Kendrick Bourne does look good. They're they're using the tight those two tight ends that they paid a lot of money to. They're using them well. They're obviously running the shit out of the ball. Bill Belichick has that defense playing well. That offensive line is playing great right now after not looking so hot early in the year. I mean, they are just line defensive backs and pass rush, and Mm -hmm. you can fill in the gaps other places. I I think Mm -hmm. that. This is a strategy that more and more teams are starting to develop. Um, just real quick, back to Mac Jones. He did have one bad pass. He had Hunter Henry wide open. 
on on a route and and overthrew him. But yeah, we'll what, give him one. About what we talked about in the pre game or the pre review was, I think they also call that pre preview. Um, preview, yeah. Was yeah. that Bill Belichick's going to take away what you do best? And quite frankly, the Titans don't do anything best with Henry out, but not right they now. Yeah. 270 yards rushing and they still won by 230 points. He's like, sure, fine. You want your practice squad, Dontrell Hilliard? 30 points? 23 points, 270 yards. <laughs> um, if you want Dontrell Hilliard to run all over me, then yeah, absolutely. Let's do Go this. Go ahead. Make Tannehill mm-hmm. fucking throw the ball. Uh, 270 yards rushing in a 23 point loss. I don't, that's, I, that's a number that I've never even fathomed would be possible because you stop running at that point, right? Totally. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I wonder what the most rushing yards in a 20 point loss in NFL history is because that's definitely got to be the, I mean, by my mind, that feels like it would be the most. But so the Patriots now find themselves in the second seed in the AFC. They're uh, only a half game back of the Ravens, like we mentioned, but they're tied with the Titans in record, obviously own the tiebreaker over them now. And um, they're a half game ahead of Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. So here we go. We're heading into December, and Bill Belichick has the Patriots in first place once again. So um, yeah, they pay just play the Bills wild. two of the next three weeks. So this will this will work itself out. They're mm-hmm. positioned to be very competitive against the Bills with that lack of a rushing attack for the Bills. So I, I think it'll be interesting. The Colts still give me a little bit of hesitation because of Jonathan Taylor, but I guess you have to actually use Jonathan Taylor in the game, which they decided not to against the Bucks for some reason. He didn't have a single carry in the third quarter. Yeah, they forgot about him for like 30 minutes of game time. I I don't understand what happened there. Um, But the Colts, Carson Wentz played well for the most part, gave the Bucks a game, which um, I wasn't necessarily expecting to be perfectly honest here. Um, I'm not necessarily as high on the Colts as you are, but um, it, it came down to, you know, a last possession really for the Bucks and Tom Brady doing what he does best, which is really just always getting you into the right play. And mm-hmm. the, the game winning score was a, a long run by Leonard Fournette. Brady gets up to the line. He looks at what he has and he checks to a run against a light box and Fournette does the rest. And I, I mean, they, I don't know the exact ratio off the top of my head on that final drive, but I feel like they definitely ran it more than they threw it. And Brady just, you know, took what the defense gave him and, you know, his, his ability to process the game is just insane. It's insane. It's why even when his arm strength continue, you know, will fall more than it really has, it hasn't a ton to this point, but even as it continues to fall away, the way Drew Brees did, Philip Rivers did his ability to process will keep the Bucks uh, competitive as long as they want him to continue to play quarterback or really he wants to play quarterback. And um, yeah, actually to jump back to Mac Jones real quick on that, that was one of the most impressive things that I saw. It was, I can't remember who was in the backfield, but it was either Brandon Bolden um, or Ramon Stevenson. And basically he audibled on the play said, no, get in this position here and touchdown run. Like it was, mm-hmm. That seeing that from Mac Jones is 
got to be scary for the rest of the league. And to your point, it's not that Tom Brady's ever been the most athletic, ever been the strongest, ever been the quickest. It's that he understands the game better. And this is a game of numbers, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. shit. We're doing. We're going against the spread here. It's fifty-two point five percent versus fifty-two point five percent. And if you can get that extra percent and take it away from somebody else, then mm-hmm. that's what Tom Brady's doing, right? Like this play has a fifty-three percent chance of success instead of a fifty-two and a half percent chance of success. And yeah, um, I, I Wentz Wentz played well. The, watching him come back or try to come back at the end of the game was a little bit sad. <laughs> little left a little bit to be desired but looking forward to this week's uh hard knocks end season see how it goes this is the first time yeah. they've lost since hard knocks end season well it's been two weeks right yeah all right it's been three weeks yeah <laughs> let's say three <laughs> yeah um the colts so they fall to six and six uh they are in the 10th spot in the afc the bucks meanwhile move to eight and three they are firmly in third and uh look to really be you know one of those top three or four teams in all of football i would say right now so um good win for the bucks and yeah i want to move on to the team that is just ahead of the colts in the afc playoff picture right now the denver broncos who beat the chargers 28 to 13 and I had to go back and uh, check this because I remembered uh, that I, at one point in the season, I declared the Broncos dead. It was after week seven when they lost to the Browns and just looked abysmal. They're three and one since then. So um, you can thank me, Broncos fans, for uh, the Broncos resurgence. But I, I mean, they just beat the hell out of the Chargers in this game. I mean, right? if you're going to get four completions on seven attempts and one interception for 26 yards from Drew Locke. I mean, who can you not, who are you not going to be able to beat? <laughs> yes. Drew Locke makes a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Locke makes a cameo somehow is the worst graded passer by PFF standards in all of football this week, despite Lamar all, Jackson throwing yeah, four interceptions. Sure. What'd you say? All this year. I think we were, Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, we were at twenty nine point something earlier, and for Jordan, um, I had him, I had him removed from my stats because he didn't meet the the criteria for enough snaps. But holy yeah. hell, did he look yeah. bad! And the fact that Vic Fangio had to comment on Drew Locke in a <laughs> victory is beyond me. Like that yeah. was a bad pick. Um, John Elway, promote yourself to fucking super president. I don't know because uh you deserve GM it was, gm was not uh, the right role for you <laughs> yes but teddy bridgewater did come back um teddy was uninspiring as well but you know did enough and uh, i mean they've really found something with javante williams and um i think that that's going to be a pick that they're really happy about and patrick sertan um i know they might rather have either Fields or Mac Jones as you look out for the next few years. But Sertan gets a pick six in this game. He was dominant. I mean, he yeah, legitimately – what'd you say? He had two interceptions in this game. Yeah, two interceptions. And physically, he is just so imposing as a corner. It's like 
it's unreal uh, watching him lock people down. He's just so much bigger than everybody else that he's lined up against. Is that but, the confidence um, factor? You've got Drew Locke throwing like practice squad shit to you and you're just like, I can intercept anything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, for as far as those picks go for those teams that didn't take a quarterback and probably should have the Broncos are probably feeling a lot better about things than let's say the Panthers or the lions are right now, but um, the Broncos are in the mix. Now they're, they're six and five. They are tied with the chargers and Raiders um, record wise uh, for that final playoff spot in the AFC. So the, the AFC West is going to be real fucking fun down the stretch here because the chiefs are only a, a game ahead of all of those teams. Right. And any it's really anybody's division at this point i mean i'm stoked about that uh j rob how did you feel watching this game um i was very surprised um i think the biggest blessing was that teddy was able to like watch drew lock play and like probably let out that like sigh like a big brother sigh of like ah, i gotta go bail this asshole out again and like <laughs> yeah. went back out there because dude, like throwing a pick on your first play, dude. Like, what are you doing, man? Um, but I think this speaks more to just the Chargers might not be that good. Like, I they can't stop the run, and I feel like, especially now that like it's getting colder, and a lot of teams, even just like looking at stats from like this week, like guys aren't throwing for a lot of yards and like seemingly much the past like month especially like this week, like Brady's going for like 226, but they're putting up 38 points. Like you've got guys that are in like the 200 yard range and like just running the crap out of the ball and the chargers can't stop the run. And so I think the chargers might be in more trouble than I think we even thought in the first place. And I think while, while they're asking a lot from Herbert, I think it might be asking a little too much from a second year guy. Yeah, totally. I mean, Herbert is as, he looks like as much of a veteran as any young quarterback we've ever seen, um, you know, throw Mac Jones into that uh, category as well. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, he, he throws for 300 yards in this game. His numbers look okay. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, but he had three more turnover worthy plays. I mean, he he's making some bad plays where you just feel him forcing it too much. And the Broncos are still, despite the issues that they've had, um, this year, they're still a solid defense and they still will confuse you on that back end by showing you one coverage and shifting into another post snap. They've got good defensive backs on that team. We mentioned Patrick Sertan earlier. Um, so yeah, it, it's crazy to think that the chargers might find them. I, I still am going to give them a little more credit than I would give the Raiders, but I'm going to say, I, I, I'm not <laughs> as worried about Herbert as it sounds like you guys might be, but I, I am a little bit worried about the game flow, the game script to only have 13 rushes in this game when you were within a touchdown all the way into the fourth quarter. Like that's not setting yourself up for success is imposing yeah. as this Denver defense was against the run. I mean, it's not like they were rushing, you know, for crazy numbers and then all of a sudden just decided to abandon the game. But um, one of those interceptions to me from Herbert wasn't exactly on, on Herbert. And I, I really don't know what happened quite frankly. I, I, they were so explosive offensively. I think they just got in their own way, quite frankly. And, um, mm -hmm. 
we've seen this now twice from Denver, right? To take down somebody that we were pretty certain was going to be able to not, not only handle them, but, you know, put up some decent points against them, right? Like Dallas, mm-hmm. 16 mm-hmm. points, Chargers, 13 points. I, I didn't see that coming from either of them. And maybe that's what Denver needs. They just need that, you know, little uh, underdog syndrome. Because uh, I think that that's where Teddy Bridgewater's been for most of his career since he was drafted. Yeah. Well, really, they just needed me to declare them dead. So um, <laughs> take credit. We, we've credit come full circle here. Yeah, I'm going to take credit for that. Um, all right. Other there, there weren't Speaking a lot of, of other dead, games. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I don't know if I want to declare him dead, but uh, oh boy, this was fifty percent uh, completion percentage. Yeah, Three this was not a great percent uh, game for him for sure in a loss to the Giants. And this is a coming off a week that I think most people were feeling really good about the Eagles and feeling like they might make a push into one of those final wild card spots in the NFC to lose to the Giants 13 to seven. That was oof. That was rough, man. That was um that was oof. That yeah. might be all we need as far as commentary on this. That that was oof. Um, what was also oof was what was it? Two hundred and seventy six combined penalty yards for the Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders. That was that was just fun, right? Like if uh, you wanted a second serving, it's what you love to flags. see. Yeah, yeah, it's what you love to see on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm I'm shocked, uh, honestly, that the Raiders won this game, but it was just how when there's so many penalties in the game it's like fucking anything could happen you know um cowboys were seven and a half point favorites they obviously don't cover they lose um i was not expecting that but um that that was a tough one for the cowboys that was one you probably went into thinking you were gonna win right and um now they're fourth in the nfc playoff pitcher they're tied with the rams um record wise here and i mean i don't think lost. they're not in danger of missing the playoffs thank, they're not in danger uh, of missing you. but they've lost three of their last four yeah maybe a Taysom hill resurgent saints coming up and then a feisty washington team um i i don't see them competing for the top of the division anymore whereas i thought at one point they were potentially walking away with this well, who who's challenging sorry, top, them? top of the NFC? Apologies. Yes, yes, yes. Because I think the the Eagles losing right, this yeah. game, you know, it, it makes you feel a little more secure. But um, yeah, uh, not a good one for the Cowboys and Rams this week for sure. Uh, who were hoping to keep pace, I think, with the uh, Packers and Bucks. Cardinals were on a bye. Um. Any thoughts on the Bengals Steelers 41 to 10 Ben Roethlisberger looks like a corpse. Um, Joe Burrow had a good game. He's, he's quiet. I mean, it was a quiet game stat wise, but um, you know, it was pretty solid. He completed 83% of his passes, 90 uh, over 90% on adjusted completion percentage. And uh, he was actually PFF's highest graded passer, which is again, weird considering he threw an interception. He only threw for 190 yards and all that, but he's doing enough for that offense. They did run the shit out of the ball. Joe Mixon was a machine, and the Steelers 
just when you think they're like, may, you know, they might be in the conversation. They're not as bad as we think. It's like, here we are. They're five, five and one. Thanks to the lions and uh, 11th out. And yep. I think that they're going to be able to do just enough as the Steelers to not drop below 500 and ruin Mike Tomlin's record. But damn, do they look awful? Why Ben Roethlisberger was their best option is is beyond me. They must be hoping for an Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson to fall into their lap next year because this was, I mean, if what we saw from Ben Roethlisberger is your best option, then you're not living up to the history of, of the Steelers. I mean, you mentioned Joe Burrow, the fir- the number one ranked quarterback um, per PFF. Roethlisberger, 22. Mayfield, 23. Jackson, 29. Like, the flipping, the changing of the guard in that division is very surprising. And they were able to run for damn near 200 yards. Yeah. Plus, that defense yeah. looks lights out right now so you would ask me a couple weeks back if i thought they were contenders i still brushed them off if they're if their defense is able to do what they just did against the chargers which now looks a little bit more viable against the ravens which looks a little bit more viable against the browns which looks a little bit more viable i mean they could very easily win this division yeah it's Good for their game behind the Ravens right now. Um, As far as the Steelers go, did I hear correctly that Mike Tomlin said they're open to making a change at quarterback? Um, That might be something smart that Tomlin would say, but I did not hear that myself. J-Rob, did you hear that? Am I making that up? I thought he said that they're open to making any change that could. um, Uh, I haven't heard anything, but that's fine. Maybe I'm just making it up wishful thinking um if i'm the steelers <laughs> yeah. am i already regretting that tj watt contract purely because of all the other holes that are showing up this season i mean they could turn things around quickly um you know having watt and minka fitzpatrick uh as kind of the was, cornerstones of your defense are yeah and minka fitzpatrick was out last game too right, right? so i mean um I wouldn't say that I regret that contract because I, I think that that's a position where you're willing to invest in. And he's been, I mean, he's only played in nine games and has 12 and a half sacks. I can't be mad at that kind of production. If I'm, even if I'm only getting 75% of the games out of him, if I'm getting that production and he's healthy for the playoffs, then I'm all for paying what, what I need to pay to get that. They may not. They may, they may help him out though, and not be eligible for the playoffs, so he doesn't have to worry about being healthy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Um, only a few other games we didn't touch on here. Uh, Bears Lions. <laughs> I don't think there's much to I talk about. Stopped rooting for the Lions because that was so pitiful. Like they oh. had multiple opportunities to bite the kneecaps twist the knife whatever euphemism you want to use and they just couldn't do it and this is with jared goff completing 84 percent of his passes as i said earlier like this was just absolutely terrible um i'm not going to throw the bears under the bus too much because you know obviously no mac no justin fields no Allen robinson they were they were banged up but to barely win on a last second field goal that might have required uh two timeouts in a row from Detroit to make sure that the game was in hand is mm-hmm. 
not a good look for Nagy. If anything, this looks. I, how do you feel? Are you happy that they won? Because I mean, if Na- if they lost this, Nagy's gone immediately, right? There's no way. I I don't think he's gone immediately based on the sh- shit show that they created. Um, I I could have cared less if he missed that kick. Honestly, um, no Justin Fields in this game. That's really, if you're a Bears fan, the only thing you care about is seeing him and his progression throughout the year. Um, it, it would have been it would have been perfect for for Matt Nagy to have Andy Dalton throw for over 300 yards in this game and lose to a winless Lions team. Um, I don't think the Bears should have be celebrating anything about that win. So um, they they are quote unquote in the hunt though with yep. that win. So I guess there's Again, something there. The NFC. Um, yep. New York versus Houston. Uh, Zach Wilson did everything to prove that it's not looking good in Gotham City to me. I mean, not not blaming that interception on him, but like, thank you for being entertaining at least, right? They gave us the butt fumble. They gave us that shovel pass. Like he hit him right in the numbers. You can't ask for more. It's who's he to know that you know the numbers look the same on the front as the back and just yeah, throw it it's off confusing. the back here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to get a win in Houston, congratulations, I guess, on getting a worse draft pick. But I mean, 145 yards, he still had that terrible interception, two more turnover worthy plays, and still taking sacks. I mean, he had four sacks that you just what you what did you learn in your four weeks out? Because it looks like nothing. And again, props to the Patriots in that division because it's looking better and better by the week. Yep, absolutely. And then the last game was uh, Falcons at Jags. Falcons went 21 to 14. I saw a, a great tweet from Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He said, uh, it doesn't matter what defense the Jaguars face. This will be Trevor Lawrence's stat line. 21 of 38, 205 yards, one touchdown, one interception. <laughs> That's pretty damn close to... Pretty close. Uh, what he actually had here. He was 23 of 42 for 228 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, yeah, and he had, he had that interception. They got, they pinned essentially pinned the Falcons back deep with that bad overthrow. And, um, I, I texted you about it that, um, they had held the, held the Falcons to a, a three and out go over the center on the punt immediately 27 yards by Cordell Patterson. And then later on in that same drive, they fuck up on a field goal and the next play, 12-yard touchdown for Cordero Patterson. Like, just there's no discipline on this team. They might as well all just be at the bar getting fucking fingered. Like, uh, (laughs) Urban Meyer has to be gone. This is ridiculous for that lack of discipline because it was a touchdown game, and they had them pinned inside the five, punting. And that turns into not only just a field goal attempt, but then a touchdown off of a field goal attempt that was also right. penalized. Like it's bye bye. I'm sorry. Yep. He needs to go. Please, God, somebody save Trevor Lawrence from what's going on. Urban should just uh, call up Ohio State after this past weekend and be like, oh, does somebody miss daddy? And then go back to coaching <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> perfect he could take over ohio state when ryan day takes the bears job so let's, Boom. Uh, let's and then it. luke like fickle it. can go to jacksonville 
I mean, it just had this like Ohio State like circle and just like just do a quick little rotation. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm taking that Sooners job right now because that's going to be the cushiest gig he's going to have in a long time because it's just so much harder to compete consistently in the NFL. And once you're in charge of your own recruiting class, they're moving to the SEC. He that's a setup that I think how he deflected today. He's not not entertaining. I mean, we'll see. I'm uh, not overly. um, I don't know. I mean, he's in a good spot right now. There's a reason Lincoln Riley left, you know, uh, and there's a reason he didn't want to go to the SEC. Cliff just I, I could see him taking over that job and then just being the perennial doormat like he was at Texas Tech previously. So I don't know. I think it, life is still better in his Paradise Valley mansion, um, mansion that he has. And yeah, I, I think he should stay where he's at. But all right. Um, that does it for all the games. Uh, we'll note that it's nine to nine at halftime uh, of the Monday night game. I declared the Seahawks dead last week. So uh, we'll see if they can pull out this win and go on a similar run as the Broncos, but uh, their offense is not looking very inspiring um, to this point. So we'll see any last points before we get out of here. Uh, Purely just because I just saw it. Uh, Leonard Fournette saying, fuck the spread and running in that last touchdown versus going (laughs) down to kill uh, the clock. I was like, no, please. No, but I love it. You know, Life's too short to bet the under, and that's one of those moments where I don't know if the over hit, but more points the better. Yeah, I love um, when players are aware of the lines. That uh, definitely is something I'm interested in. That's why the Eagles go for two against the Bucks and fuck up my record. No, um, last thing I'm out on here is uh, there are enhanced COVID protocols right now, so be on the lookout for more and more Mike McCarthy's to. Uh, make the list coming off of Thanksgiving. Um, they're basically putting everybody in the enhanced protocol, which I think is smart, but uh, could very well mess up uh, some of your bets. So um, while we'll be recording on Tuesday this week to let you know how we feel, um, might be worthwhile to wait a couple extra days to actually place the bets and make sure that everybody that is going to be happy and healthy when we're playing. Yeah, you want to make sure who some people got uh, immunized (laughs) in their toes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what the fuck was that? He called it COVID toe, and then the next day said it was just broken. What the fuck is wrong with him? (laughs) It's all about him. That's why Danica didn't like him. Uh, I'd still take him in Denver. I hate myself (laughs) for saying that, but I would. You absolutely Uh, would. All right. Your 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 uh, Drew Lock Baker Mayfield comparison could not have looked worse for Baker Mayfield after this week. So, <laughs> I mean, not, not calling inaccurate, but could not have looked worse for Baker Mayfield, who uh, again is in a, essentially a contract year. So, we'll see how the off season plays out for them. They're on a buy right now and going right back up against the Ravens. If they can't if they can't uh, figure out a game plan to win with an entire week off after just playing that opponent then uh gosh poor baker might be relegated <laughs> to drew lock status oh boy nobody wants uh, to be relegated so. to drew lock status all right 
Well, that will do it for us this week. Um, we will uh, take a look at the lines for the primetime parlay. We'll give you our best shot there. I think I I'm two and one so far this week, um, pending the results of Monday night football. Uh, you are also two and one pending the results of Monday night football. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Okay. Brian, so, yeah, exactly. So uh, if the Seahawks can cover, we might have two, three and one weeks for you, which would be pretty fun. So, any any last words before we leave here, boys? No, should be good. All right. Well, then with that, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will catch you later. Can you turn off the super cam? The super, super cam. Cam Newton. Super cam. Camera. What about it? Where is it? What? What am I doing? Talking about your camera? Mine? Just in the pod.